back with another PHPA podcast. We got Daryl here, Jake. Hey, how's it going? Where Kyle is, uh, Kyle's MIA right now, so we're going to go ahead without him. And if he pops his head in, we'll uh, he'll join the he'll join the podcast today. We we've got a good one. We've got a really good one. We've got uh, I don't want to say a blast from the past, but uh, someone who's winning a big award here at the PHPA, Marty Flickle, uh, a legend in uh, in Idaho with the Steelheads. So. Uh, Marty, thanks very much for being on the podcast today. This is uh, this is great to to have you on, and great to hear from you again. No, my pleasure. It's obviously been a while, and uh, yeah, looking forward to uh, catching up with you guys here in June. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, just for those unaware, I'll, I'm just going to go through a quick uh, a quick background, a quick highlight of of your career. Um, so you played four seasons in of junior in the Western League, so three in Tacoma, and then the, the team relocated to uh, Kelowna. And you're a pretty good sniper back back in the day, which we'll get to. Uh, you drafted by Dallas Stars in 1994, uh, then turned pro in 96-97, kind of split between Michigan in, in the old IHL, which was on, on par with the American League at the time, and then Dayton in the ECHL. So played three years of pro hockey before heading um, across the pond to the British Ice Hockey League for two years, and then came back for some, some time in the West Coast Hockey League and the United Hockey League, and then uh, before you're following up with uh, an eight-year stint in the ECHL, all with Idaho. Uh, you won a Kelly Cup in 2007, as well as ECHL first All-Star team honors. Um, and what we're going to zero in on today, so in 2008, that when you are with Idaho, you became uh, Idaho's PHPA player rep. And then later that year, you're elected to the executive committee. Uh, you remain until your retirement in 2012. So we're going to kind of focus in on that based on the award that you're uh, that you're going to be bestowed this June. But um, th- since then, you've been named to the ECHL All-Decade Team for 2000 to 2010. Um, you retire Idaho's all-time leader in games played, goals, assists, points, and then you had your jersey retired in, in January 15 with much, much uh, must have been just an ultimate honor. And and recently, you're announced as the, the 2020 recipient of the PHPA's Executive Director's Honoring the Past Award. And that's going to be presented to you at the PHPA annual meeting this June. So having said that, so you obviously did a lot for the PHPA during your five years as a player rep and four of those spent on the executive committee. So what did it mean to you? You got a call from uh, PHPA Executive Director Larry Landon and to tell you that you were his pick for this year's Honoring the Past Award recipient. And for those that aren't aware, it's a new award. It's really only been around for a couple of years, but it recognizes the contributions that players have made towards the advancement of the PHPA, you know, notwithstanding the PHPA's Kurt Leichner Distinguished Member Award. But um, but in your case, it's, you know, to be, we've only had Max Fortunas, Archie Henderson won the past two years, and, and you know, Larry handpicked you. So, uh, you know, what did you think Larry gives you a call, tells you that, uh, that you've won the award? Yeah, it was obviously an honor. I mean, uh, two guys before me there i'm sure they were in the same boat but uh it's not something you do to get recognized for uh, obviously with playing the game too jersey retirement all the accolades all that kind of stuff it's uh for the love of the game right so uh it's obviously a, a huge huge honor i was very uh, blessed to be able to do that in that uh, capacity you know the four years on the on the executive committee learned a lot and it's really helped me uh you know <laughs> through life really uh how to deal with things and uh and things like that so no it's a, it's obviously a great honor and really looking forward to to get down there and it's it's been a while since I've seen everyone so it'll be it'll be a great time. Uh, Marty, let's, uh, let's take it back a bit here. We'll go back to when you were in junior. Uh, Daryl kind of mentioned it a bit there, but obviously you put up a ton of points, uh, 107 points in 69 games in your final year. Uh, then drafted to Dallas, assigned to their IHL affiliate in Michigan, 
which is obviously on par with the AHL at the time. Take us through your early career history and maybe like your first few years of playing pro. Yeah, no, obviously, like I said, uh, four years of junior, just a blast, obviously, to be able to play with some tremendous players at uh, that time in my career. And then was fortunate enough to uh, to get drafted by Dallas late in, in 94 and end up signing a contract, I guess, two years later playing in uh, in the old IHL there, which was a blast. I, I think my first year I only ended up playing about 19, 20 games there, went down to the coast for a couple months towards the end of the season, finished kind of finished things there. And then the next two years I was, uh, was able to play uh, all in Kalamazoo, which was, was, was a great time, obviously affiliated with Dallas. So I'd see a lot of those guys, uh, you know, big names like Marty Turco, Brad Lukowicz, uh, list goes on and on, you know, Jason Botterill could sit here for days, I guess, but uh, it was a blast playing with those guys and, and uh, getting that opportunity, obviously, um, you know, when you first start playing hockey, when you're tiny, two, three, four years old, you know, everyone's, dream as a Canadian kid is to play in the NHL. Mm-hmm. So I fell a little bit short of that, but Hey, I, I can't really complain. Now looking back at my career, I'm very blessed to be able to, uh, to have a, a few accolades, I guess, and uh, still be walking around and living the dream. So, mm-hmm. well, um, you know, I, in your early pro career, so if, you know, looking at your hockey DB profile, so after, um, you know, a, a great junior career, you, uh, you know, and then your first few years of pro, you're doing really well. So, what was kind of going on? You went over to Britain. You ultimately returned, but what was um, what kind of led to it? And what was your you know your European hockey experience like for you? You hear different stories from different guys, but what did um, you know for you personally? What what was that experience like for you? Yeah, it was a great time. I was uh, 23 years old at the time, and uh, you know I would have liked to stay in North America a little bit longer. But at that time, it was just tough uh, if you didn't have an NHL contract to play in the American League or the IHL. So um, I had a few kind of bites, but it was like, well, if I try that and it doesn't work out, then what do I do? You know, I didn't mm-hmm. want to necessarily go to the coast at that time. Um, so I just kind of started looking overseas and ended up in England for a couple of years, which I just got married that summer. Went over that fall with my wife and. Uh, it was a great time. It was uh, it was a lot different. Obviously, been playing in the states and in Canada growing up, but uh, it was it was great. It was a great opportunity. Um, there was a lot of North American guys, you know, Canadian American guys over there with the for a few Europeans. But basically, it was like the coast over there. Just obviously, you got to travel a little bit, see a little bit of the world. So that was uh, I was very fortunate to be able to do that for a couple of years, and then. You know, we, we did that for two years. We were in uh, Nottingham for a year and Manchester for a year. And then uh, we decided that we wanted to come stateside again. And my wife is from the Tacoma, Washington area. So there was a West Coast team at that time. We came back there, um, kind of got back to North America at that time. Um, let's hop back to uh, to your time with the uh, Steelheads here. In 07, 2007, you guys won the uh, Kelly Cup. That also happened to be one of your best uh, years points-wise, where you had 87 points in 70 games. Uh, just in your opinion, what was so special about uh, that team winning that championship? And, you know, what do you remember the most from that year? Yeah, just a great group of guys, obviously. Uh, my line mates, uh, Lance Galbraith and Derek Nesbitt, uh, were just two two great guys to play with, obviously. So that made my life a lot easier that year. But uh, we just had a, a really tight-knit group. I mean, in the coast, as you guys know, there's a lot of guys in and out of the lineup getting called up, getting sent down. And it has to work in your favor in order to win a championship at this level as far as, uh, you know, getting guys sent down at the right yeah, time sure. and uh, those kind of things. So it's it just uh, it was one of those things that all worked out. We didn't necessarily have... I guess I think I believe we finished second in our division. Um, but then, you know, once the playoffs hit, we just kind of 
you know, had a hot goaltender and ran into some, you know, some tough opposition, obviously, at that point. But uh, we were able to battle through and obviously end up winning the championship. So, obviously, something, you know, guys never going to forget. Um, some guys play, you know, my speech after the game was, uh, I think I had played, gosh, would it have been about 13 know maybe 10 10 years of pros hockey at that point and yep. i was like guys this doesn't happen every year so uh just take it in not so hopefully it'll happen again for you guys but uh it doesn't happen uh every year like this so no it was it was it was great we had a great group of guys and uh it was a lot of fun that year for sure no that's uh no that, that's awesome and I, I remember it about this right about this time too that's when you kind of started to get involved with the phpa that's where um, um you know i was you know just coming in at the phpa at the time so i know you and i had uh met each other a number of times at the PHP annual meetings and, um, and we got to know you. And I, m- I remember you telling me about your, uh, you had a landscaping company and business going on, uh, d- you know, during the off season, you're trying to juggle your hockey career at the same time. You've got a young family. So how did, um, you know, maybe can you talk about that, you know, the business kind of what it was like, you know, juggling all that and family responsibilities. Cause it's, um, you know, it's, it's a, you know, a bit of a different life, you know, um, you know, the American league ECHL versus what, people's perception are at the at the nhl level and uh, so you know it, it's just it's just different so i was wondering what uh, you know what what was that time like for you yeah obviously it was a busy time like you said you know i had uh one kid i think when i uh we have two girls now but i had one daughter when i started the business up and yeah i wasn't home a whole lot which uh thank god my wife took care of everything but uh at the east coast level uh you know as most people know uh, you're a couple zero short in the paycheck to be able to make <laughs> a living so um you know having a kid it was like uh okay i gotta kind of grow up here a little bit and still love to play the game so and my wife was very supportive obviously with saying hey let's you know play as long as you can whatever you can only play for so long yeah. uh so like i said she was behind me the whole time and uh but you know financially why she worked she's american so um you know there was something else that i needed to do so i just uh ran into some great people here in boise and you know still talk to these people to this day um that's the other thing about the game you just meet so many good people but uh you know boise is such a special place and can't imagine living anywhere else but yeah it was kind of like well i gotta got to figure something else just to kind of get some more income here so it basically enables me to still play the game so i uh, started a landscaping business up uh, through some people i knew in town that helped me kind of get going which i definitely uh they definitely helped me out a ton so it was a, it was a growing and learning experience but uh, to run I, I just sold it actually here the business back in uh september of 2018 which um so i had it for about uh 13 years or so somewhere in that range and uh yeah I really learned a lot like I did uh I was out there working every day for the most part to start and after practices <laughs> at yeah. some points and then uh, got some couple employees to help me out but uh, yeah I was very involved and in, you know doing the books and all that kind of stuff too so I really learned a lot as far as trying to run a business and and uh so no it was uh it was a busy time in my life but I look back on it it uh, made me grow as a person and us grow as a family so it uh it was a blessing for sure yeah well you you know, it looks like you, you played nine years in Idaho and, and, and still live there now. And I know you, you alluded to it there, but what, uh, you know, and that's kind of rare, um, too, to, to stay in one place for that long. Like what, like, you know, I know you did just kind of mention it, but what kind of like what kept you there and, and kind of not leaving for another, you know, organization? 
Yeah, this might be an hour and a half, two hour yeah. podcast. If you ask that. But no, it's uh, it's uh, it's just such a special place. Anyone that's been through here, um, you know, we just fell in love with it. We were here for about two months and we bought a house. That that was our whole plan when we moved here in the, mm-hmm. the fall of '02, and uh, we just fell in love with it right away. And then obviously having kids here and. You know, it's a great, great place to raise kids, great family spot. Um, my wife being from Washington State, you know, we can drive over there in eight hours. Me being from Saskatchewan, we can get back in a, you know, a couple of days, I guess, or if we're driving. But, uh, you know, so it was a centrally located kind of too and uh, just met some wonderful people. And it's, uh, I still tell people and it's, if you guys don't catch this up in Canada, but it's one of the fastest growing cities in the, in the States. So the last couple of years, we've really, uh, I think we, when we moved here, I want to say we kind of have a little valley here. There's maybe 500,000. I think we're over a million now. Oh, so wow. it's really, really taken off. So there's, uh, it's just you know, outdoors, whatever you want to do, or if you want, you have to fly to a big city and it's obviously getting bigger here, but you know, our flight to Seattle, our flight to Salt Lake, our mm-hmm. flight to Denver. So, I mean, we're pretty, pretty good spot to be. So it's just, uh, like I said, to reiterate again, just some very good people here and, um, we got treated real well, obviously, by the organization, and just uh, felt this this felt like home, basically, after being here for say you know three to six months. So mm-hmm. it's uh, it's been great. Um, Marty, it's it's safe to say you left quite the uh, legacy in Idaho with the Steelheads organization. Um, later on, you were fortunate enough to get recognized by them and have your jersey retired. Um, what was that night like, and you know what did that mean to you to be recognized by them? Yeah, no, it's obviously, it's great. And like kind of, we had talked before, um, you know, it's not something you start the game, you go play somewhere to get your jersey, jersey retired. I mean, that's not why you play. It's for the love of the game. And if you're fortunate enough, which I'm very blessed to be able to, I guess, have my jersey retired. Um, it just, it was real special. I mean, uh, when the GM called me and asked uh, what my thoughts were, I wasn't mm-hmm. too sure what to say. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it, it, was a, it was a heck of an honor and a great night. Um and yeah, every time I still kind of help out with the team doing some color with the radio guy. So oh, that's I get awesome. back in the building. Uh, yeah, I get back in the building a little bit. And uh, yeah, it's kind of, I guess, cool to see. It's like I said, not something that you really think about uh, while you're playing for sure. But once you get done and, you know, it still, I guess, has sunk in. It's been, I think, uh, four or five years now since that's happened. But, uh, you know, it's still, it's just, uh, it's definitely a big honor for sure. Yeah, it's awesome. It's great. You can uh, stay involved with the organization too. Yeah, they've been great. I mean, like I said, top notch. I mean, anyone, I think any player that's played here knows how good it is here. And it's not, guys don't stick around so much anymore. Obviously, you guys know the coast has kind of changed. It's, you know, guys don't stick around for seven, eight, nine years mm-hmm. anymore, yeah, exactly. uh, which is which is too bad. The, the odd guy, I guess, uh, still does a little bit, but, uh, you know, so much movement. Obviously, our guys are going overseas or doing other things. But, uh, yeah, when I came through here, there's just still a few guys that I played with that are still around, but not a whole lot since since I've gotten done. But, uh, but yeah, it's, it's a, obviously a special spot. The organization is just top notch. So you're now um, a mortgage advisor in in Idaho. So, um, and I know we're we're talking off air about how uh, you're keeping pretty busy with that. But like, how did that career transition unfold? Like, how, like how did you prepare for that? Is and you know, similar. Is there any advice you can give other players? Uh, you know, just one day you're gonna have to make that transition. So what? You know, how how did your story kind of unfold there? Sure. Yeah. So I've been doing mortgages here for a little over three years. And so I had the landscaping business and kind of 
wanted to start something else and the landscaping got to the point where I can only do so much myself and it's hard to rely on other people as far as employees. Mm-hmm. I mean, I had some great employees and obviously some that didn't pan out, but mm-hmm. uh, with that being said, it just, it got, I got to a time in my life where it was, you know, I, I enjoyed doing the work, but like I said, you can only do so much yourself. So mm-hmm. I looked into a couple other things. I enjoy numbers, actually, to be honest with you. <laughs> my wife and I are sitting in the hot tub one night and we we're just talking about, you know, what the game plan is. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, she had actually dabbled in the mortgage business um, before we had kids for about six months, six, nine months. Uh, it, everything, a lot has changed obviously since then as far as uh, what you have to do to, she basically walked off the street, had a friend doing it, owned a business and started doing that. Now uh, I had to pick up books for, I hadn't picked up a, a book to study for about 20 years. So I had to do that, which was kind of, uh, and I wasn't necessarily the uh, most model student, I guess, growing <laughs> up. So uh, it was quite uh, quite the to-do to have to do that. So I had to put a ton of time into that. Uh, I bet you I put in probably within six months, I, you know, I don't know how the hours wise, but mm-hmm. a ton of hours and basically had, you have to write a national test, got through that and then uh, knew some people in the mortgage industry. So I kind of reached out to them after I was kind of licensed and ready to go. And they uh, gave me an opportunity and it was, uh, you know, not the, you know, not the biggest success the first year, year mm-hmm. and a half, probably you're just getting your clientele and people letting people know what you're doing. But uh, being three years in here, a little over three years, it's really taken off the last probably six, eight months, which has been, uh, which has been great. So uh, enabled me to, like I said, sell the landscaping business here um, about a year and a half ago and really focus on this. And it's, uh, it's been fun. I'm not so much a nine to five office guy, but I've sort of turned into that, which, I'm not too sure about yet because I kind of mm-hmm. miss being outside, but uh, but no, it's good. I I work for a great company here, and obviously now the the market uh, everything is just uh, is tremendous. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, just just still get uh, people wanting your autograph on the on the street, or you you're using your celebrity <laughs> status. This is this is the thing. Boise's big enough, and it's a football town. Obviously, Boise State. Right. So mm-hmm. um, I actually. I hide out, which is yeah. kind of nice. I'm a yeah. low, I'm a low key guy, so yeah. it actually works pretty good. If <laughs> someone picks up the accent or some reason, they're like, "What are you doing?" And you know, obviously, then we'll talk, and that's how I came down here. But I really, honestly, don't uh, don't bring it up. Actually, about six months ago, I finally my bosses talked me into doing a little bit of a radio commercial, and uh, that really grabbed some traction. So I think that helped uh, get it out there. But mm-hmm. I'm not. Uh, I'm not a big flashy. I'm a small farm guy, um, so I'm not the the big city flashy guy. So <laughs> I kind of just uh, lay in the weeds. So um, looking back to some um, some stuff you were involved with, um, <clears throat> excuse me, back with in your time with the PHPA, like were there what issues or were you involved with, or do you recall like um, looking back and like what stands out to you when you think about your time when you're involved with the PHPA? Yeah, one, I guess, like, I mean, a lot of things, but I guess a few things that come to mind is just uh, being part of, you know, and, and Larry's been around forever, obviously, but uh, being a part of kind of his contract negotiations and just mm-hmm. kind of see how that works on the, on that side of things because, you know, we had, I wouldn't say a ton of input into it, but we were definitely in the process, which I think, you know, Larry and the PHPA do a good job of, of um you know, including obviously the executive committee in there to make those decisions. That's obviously that's what they're there for. So that I thought was pretty interesting and in, in how that worked. And then just, you know, talking through um, the CBA discussions of, uh, you know, uh, rule changes and, uh, you know, 
cap and you know salary cap and things like that so it's just really interesting to you know there's so much that goes into all that so much preparation so much so many meetings and everything else that you get you really don't realize when you're playing it's just kind of everything's taken care of for you um and then also too just with how good things were like um you know just medical stuff that are taken care of by the phpa i mean it's just it's unreal at that level you know how good the guys are taken care of and i'm sure it's getting just better and better every year so i think yeah just a real good learning experience it was great to to be involved in the four or five years that i was able to i kind of kicked myself for not getting involved earlier but uh one of the big takeaways i thought was also once i started was really trying to help the young guys realize the benefits that they had and things that we were able to the phpa was able to help out with so there was a lot of things uh, a lot of big takeaways obviously being involved with the phpa yeah i know if waff larry were on the line today just knowing how i know him he, he would he would definitely uh compliment you on that and tell you that you were a big part of a lot of the continued success of the of the phpa you know especially when it you know comes to cba negotiations and whatnot so when um you know our annual meeting comes along and um you know he he you know he he pumps your tires pretty good he talks about your uh, involvement then he hands the microphone over to you to address the current crop of player reps um you know what what's a little sneak peek at uh, at some of the things that you might tell today's players yeah, Larry hasn't told me what to say yet. So no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I do, and I'm, I'll warn everybody right now. I am not a public speaker, so it's <laughs> gonna be uh, it's gonna be like nails on a chalkboard probably. But just I guess you know pass along whatever. I mean, I haven't really sat down because honestly, when I start thinking about being up there in front of the guys, um, I start sweating. I'm not. I just don't care for it. But <laughs> uh, it is what it is, and I'll get through it. But um, I haven't thought about it honestly. Uh, a whole lot but you know once I sit down I would imagine it's going to be just like you know how it was when I was through there you know the changes just the the opportunity that some of these guys have maybe to you know life experience things um being involved in the in the you know just to take things in pass things along to the younger guys you know I guess things of that nature so yeah I I wish I had a little bit more for you at this time but work's been a little bit too busy to sit Mm -hmm. down and kind of uh, pump a speech out yet but two minutes shouldn't be too bad to be up there so it'll be all right. yeah well I, I i remember <laughs> back i remember back in the day you'd, you'd have to follow pete vandermeer sometimes uh going you know he, he'd get a big rise out of all the guys you know he's like f this f that and, and he had the guys howling and then uh, so yeah. you know anyone following him would be uh you know put in a tough spot and it's just kind of yeah. ironic that he's going to be the the 2020 recipient of our of our Kurt Leichner award so he'll be uh you'll be reunited awesome. with him there so maybe you can go you can you can speak first this time yeah i'll have to that's uh, we'll have to say that tell that Larry we might want to tell Larry that right now because yeah I'm not following that act, that's for sure because <laughs> that is a, that is one tough act to follow well I remember when I was uh Larry asked me because we'd have uh before the the annual meeting started the executive board would yeah. meet uh the day before right so we'd have our meetings and Larry was like yeah so I'd like you to present um to the guys like our notes from mm-hmm. today and he knew, like, he was just trying to get a rise out of me because he knew that I wasn't that guy to, to do that, right? <laughs> and he kept jabbing me, and he's like, no, seriously, Marty, you need to do this. And I'm like, Larry, there's 10 other guys or 12 other, whatever it was, 12 guys in there. I said, any one of these guys is going to do a better job. So he finally let me off the hook. But uh, then he, he was joking around when he called me to let me know um, that, you know, he wanted asked if we'd come out or whatever. Um, he said, yeah, I'll give you, I'll give you, like, an hour. Is that good? So, um, so I know you uh, you mentioned there briefly that 
the Steelheads have had you back in the building doing some color and um, some stuff along that lines in the media. But um, like, are you involved in hockey at all in, in any other degree today, or have you been back with the organization in any other ways? No, not really. Actually, that uh, I guess with having two girls that don't play hockey, it keeps me away from the rink. So yeah, uh, they weren't too. Uh, when I got done playing in in 2012, they were obviously what were they? I guess six and four maybe, and they really, I mean, that's all they knew. So um, they didn't want to skate or anything because mm-hmm. dad skated and it wasn't fun or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then I actually, I still, for whatever reason, Sun Valley uh, is about two hours from Boise, and there's like a I don't know even what to call it, but a, a men's league up there. Um, it's still contact and everything. I'm still actually playing up there t- t- today. Nice, but nice. Uh, they, they uh, once we started going up there, they thought the Sun Valley Suns was the NHL. Like they just, mm-hmm. oh, this is great. The guys, we talked to the guys. Like they had no idea when I played here in Boise, you know what how things were because they were, yeah. you know, just tiny when they started. So it's kind of it was kind of interesting once they started going up there. And a year after I got done down here and playing, they just. What well, can I play hockey? Can I play hockey? And but they don't understand, which is probably awful on my part. They don't understand <laughs> having to practice. They just want to yeah. play games. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I understand that. It should be fun, but at the same time, you do have to go out and skate, and you have to practice. You learn have to learn how to skate and practice before you're able to play on a team. And they it didn't get that far. They weren't too <laughs> interested yeah. in putting that time in. So I wasn't going to push them by any means. But uh, no, actually, another guy that I play with, I played with here, Corey Scorn who I believe actually might have been a player rep for a year or two as well. Um, he runs the uh, the minor hockey uh, rink here in town, and he does a great job. So I get up there every now and then, not a whole lot, just because, as you guys know, life is busy mm-hmm. with kids and everything else. So, um, so unfortunately, I don't do a ton up there. I've helped here and there uh, with some practices and things like that if some coaches some guys i know reach out but uh for the most part not a, not a ton to do with that so yeah did you still um snipe the way you did in junior in this in this league i don't shoot anymore no so <laughs> hard to hard to score if you don't shoot no it like i said it's still fun going up there but chasing these 20 year olds around i just turned 44 last week so it's like oh my gosh like these guys but it, it's still enjoyable and it's great family time for us um they look after us kind of getting up there and put us up in a an little hotel up there yeah so we'll go up for the weekend actually this coming weekend here is uh, is our final weekend so it should be fun but yeah i uh i actually could throw my stuff away today and, and be happy mm-hmm. and if you told me that when i got when i retired mm-hmm. i'd be like no i'm gonna keep playing this till i'm dead right yeah. but uh things things change and it's yeah. uh, more uh, honestly family time and then the guys up there are very accepting.